trade gods. What is going on, Player Profiler Nation? How about that dang intro, folks? You have just tuned into episode 15 of The Trade Gods. I am joined by my fellow Trade God brethren, my brother in the co-hosting of the podcast game, Jason Allwine. What is going on, Jay? Man, just chilling here. Roger Goodell comes back tomorrow. Actually, he takes five (laughs) days. Um, after the Super Bowl to just, you know, let it sink in. So he'll be home tomorrow. Uh, so just chilling in his basement one more day and, you know, ready to talk some trades. Okay, well, we got to make this count then because if he's about to boot your ass out of that sweet basement, who knows where you're going to turn up next. So <laughs> let's make this episode count. We got a very, very, very great show lined up tonight. We are going to hit it yeah, with the WTF, which trade is fair. And then, you know, we are going to, provide some buys and sells and with the with football done okay the super bowl's done but mm-hmm. you know what what were, say, what were your thoughts on that super bowl let me just let's talk about it real quick Man, hey great game D- disappointing end even if it probably was a penalty you know oh, it's yeah. still, it's just it's not it's not fun to end the game that way i mean you'd no. like to have at least seen jalen hurts get a try there oh, yeah. uh, i saw i saw that they're looking at banning the little qb sneak that they were pulling off all year um today i I saw that they were looking at at the next like uh you know meeting uh so i don't know (laughs) because they just don't like all the people lined up in the backfield given the extra push like what did you read i I get well i I assume it's like there's no reasoning behind it it's just that it was brought that it's being brought up i I guess maybe it's the health concerns or no you know what it is is the team who couldn't stop it goes oh i can't stop it look at the injury (laughs) questions i can't do this (laughs) it's true and i mean it's fine no other quarterback can do it. It's just because Jalen Hurts only squats. And so, I mean, like, he can pull it off. It's a skill thing. It's also, skill listen, thing. when you got Dallas Goddard and a bunch <laughs> of other big old dudes pushing you from behind, getting you in that yeah. end zone, it's going to happen. So, yeah, all right, true. hey, maybe maybe the QB sneak is out, and all of a sudden, the Eagles suck now. They ain't got nothing if they don't have <laughs> that QB sneak. Oh, no, what will they do? What are we going to do? I don't know. We only have two fantastic receivers, an all-pro quarterback, and a ridiculously good tight end. What are we going to do? <laughs> But I know what we are going to do. We are going to talk trade right here, right now. We got a whole lot lined up for you. Let's get into it. So if you are new to the Trade God show, first of all, welcome, sit down, relax, and enjoy the trade talk. But the first segment we are going to unveil is our WTF segment. And I know what you're thinking. Nope, it does not mean what you're thinking. It means which trade is fair. We have four, not one, not two, not three, but four trades to break down today. And the floodgates are open because there's no more NFL. It's open. We're not just talking about playoff teams. We're not just talking about players that are in the playoffs. We are talking about everybody. So the floodgates are open, and I cannot wait to jump into these four trades. These four trades happen to be some of the most recent on the Trade Finder on playerprofiler.com. So we are going to dive right on in and let's get started with trade number one wtf ladies and gents which trades fair the first trade we are going to talk about tonight is a good one matter of fact they're all pretty good ones they're all pretty spicy wouldn't you say jay oh yeah i'm, I'm excited they're pretty spicy so yeah. first one we are going to talk about today is a five person trader rooney where team a is acquiring travis etn and jameson williams and they're trading away Josh Jacobs, Traylon Burks, and Evan Ingram. This deal is a doozy. There's a lot going on here. But when you see it, what are your initial thoughts? 
I'm going to have a lot more fun if I'm team A. I'll, I'll start with that. If I'm getting Travis <laughs> Williams, I'm going to have a lot more fun. That's some mm-hmm. great upside to, to wait on to, to hopefully see this next season. But, you know, I mean, Team B is getting a fair shake. Josh Jacobs just had a fantastic season. You know, probably not going to repeat it, but still hopefully some decent production in the next year. Evan Ingram, you know, Jaguars in general. Offense has been clicking. You'll want a piece of that. He obviously used plenty in the playoffs and just to end the year in general. And, I mean, Traylon Burks, I mean, he is a stud when he's been healthy. And, uh, I mean, hey, you know, who's to say that, you know, him and Jamison Williams maybe aren't equal in the grand scheme of things. So, you know, it's – I like it. You know, even the fact that it's got two Jaguars players kind of makes it even that more like, you know, you still get a piece of that. You're linking them up. Yeah, it's like – Every, this is just a fun trade. It's a fun trade. I think I, I think I'd rather be team A just because that's some great upside to look forward to and some players mm-hmm. I personally like. But you know you can't be upset if you're team B at all. So th- when I see this trade, I think this is one of those sneaky trades mm-hmm. in which mm-hmm. uh, the team here, team the team B in this instance, gets better with you know of course they're giving up a lot, but you yeah. end up looking at who you're acquiring. And you go, wow, these guys really really helped me win. Josh Jacobs, regardless if he repeats as an absolute performer like he did last year, I mean, 1,600 rushing yards, career high, 12 rushing touch or 12 total touchdowns, 19 points per game are, are just fantastic stats. But his entirety in the career, so since 2019, since the man has been on the NFL gridiron, he finished on this is on a points per game basis running back 15, running back 12, running back 13, and then running back three. Super consistent. Yeah. So he's going to be uh, 25 most of next season, if not the entire season. I mean, so yeah. I still think he's got some tread left. Wherever he goes, it's going to require payment on behalf of that team, which means they are going to bring him in with the expectation of using him quite a bit. Traylon here, he's a question mark, right? Uh, yeah. Jameson Williams caught what one pass was for 40 yards on a tubby. Like, He's a super limited sample size. Traylon is not a whole lot more. He does have, obviously, a lot more games under his belt, ran a whole mm-hmm. bunch of routes, and started you know, heating up at two points in the season. He started heating yeah. up around week four, and then he got hurt. And yeah. then he came back in week 11, and by the end of the season, uh, he had a couple of good games. Nothing really that goes, wow. He didn't have a wow, wow game, but he did finish inside the top 20 uh, tw- two times and then inside the top 24 uh, three times. So in addition, all three of those games were pretty good. They were all above 12 fantasy points in that given outing. Uh, and then Evan Ingram, it's going to depend where he goes. Uh, he's had good performances before last year. Last year obviously yeah. was really, really good. I've had him as a sell, so I'm not going to sit here on this show and act like uh, acquiring him is is winning your league flat out, no doubt about it. But I do like this side for Team B, but I'm with you, Team A. Also getting Travis Etienne, who uh, – Kind of going into kind of his it's his third season in the league. It's kind of a second season on the field. So mm-hmm. that second year breakout, definitely on the table. Offense ascending. I love all that. And Jameson Williams, we've seen the big playmaking ability. We've seen Ben Johnson, Jared Goff kind of have this fast track, fast pace offense. Um, I, you know, this this trade's definitely getting us started off on a hot note. Definitely a fair trade. I guess it really lies on where you side with either Williams or Burks. And I'm still a little undecided on that. So I don't know exactly yeah, I mean, which side I'm going to take. It's close. It's definitely close. I mean, I think I think I like Jamison more. Just maybe just because we haven't really seen seen it and I just personally want to see more of it. But uh, I mean, hey, you look back the the Jair Alexander catch, right? Traylon Burks did. Oh yeah. Jair Alexander just to kind of end the game didn't really mean much, but hey, I mean, he smoked one of the best corners in the game, so 
Yeah, in, in that game, I mean, he went off. That was his uh, second game back from injury. Yeah. You know, folks did not really assume he'd do a whole lot given the Jair uh, Alexander assignment on Traylon Burks, but he went out and balled out eight targets, yeah. seven receptions, over 100 yards. He had 100 yeah. yards and, over, and had 100 air yards. So the man was a he was vicious that game, and he's a beast. Yeah. He's a beast, yeah. uh, no doubt about it. Uh, speaking of beast, Cody Carpenter in the chat, we are – Yes, play a profiler nation to the moon, baby. Just had to give him a quick shout out. He is the man. All right, so we broke down this trade. Certainly fair, setting the bar uber high. So why don't we move on to trade number two, and that involves a two-for-one, the old two-for-one. And we're going back to the Jameson Williams well. This time, Team A is acquiring a top five dynasty wide receiver according to player profiler garrett mm-hmm. wilson and they're trading away javante williams and jameson williams j will j will for g will interesting what do you see here <laughs> yeah um this to me is just a perfect example of selling high and buying low garrett wilson at the top of his market no doubt about it um your top five dynasty wide receiver when two of them are locked in at one two you don't have too much further to go so to be able to offload him right now and to get Javante Williams, who I believe is at least close to the top 10 in our rankings. And I mean, Jamison Williams, who has so much potential to just vault in to the top 10 or top 12, wherever we, he ends up. So, I mean, hey, I, I love the gonads on Team B for sure. <laughs> to go out for these J-Wills and just see what happens. Just shooting for the moon here. That's a that's a fun trade. I, you know, Garrett Wilson, definitely a lot more proven. Um, but, you know, Javante Williams was still pretty decent in his rookie year. I'm, I'm probably in the camp that the Broncos aren't going to let him be a bell cow. Um, I, I think they'll still probably bring someone in, whether it just be like a Latavius Murray type again or something like that. But still, you know, he was productive. And, you know, we've already talked about Jamison Williams in the last trade. So absolutely. Yeah. So I definitely think it's a, a, a trade that's fair. OK, so is it more yeah. fair than the first one? We'll find out in a second. But yeah. This is the type of trade that I like to do on the Garrett Wilson side. I like to take a couple of assets and turn them into uh, something a little better, refine my roster, kind of sharpen the edges of my roster sword, if you will. And Garrett Wilson is a guy like that. Like I said, top five in Dynasty, 1,100 receiving yards on 83 receptions. And my man was playing with Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco. If he gets Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. if he gets a noticeable QB upgrade – this guy has just absolutely unlimited potential. Only four rece- receiving touchdowns last year. We could easily see that number shoot through the roof. Uh, yeah. Some of his underlying metrics that I do notice, like I said, bad QB play, which led to having the sixth most unrealized air yards last year. So he's a target I, I like to try to acquire. Now, what you're giving up in Javante and Jameson, I think this is the the exact type of thing you're looking to give up because we don't know what yeah. it's going to look like. We don't know what Jameson Williams is going to look like in that lineup. He's probably going to be very good. Yeah. DJ Shark, you know, he was more than fantasy relevant when he was that receiver on mm-hmm. the outside. Josh Reynolds, we've seen play pretty well in that offense. So there's absolutely a, a, a situation where Williams can ball out in Detroit, even with Amon Ross and Brown there, because we all know that Amon yeah. Ross is that guy. So I like, you know, I like the idea of trading the, what we don't know in, in James Williams. And the same thing with Javante. I am a big fan of Javante's game when he came into the league, uh, but he's going off a very serious knee injury. We saw what that did to J.K. Dobbins. It zapped, um, you know, pretty much his whole season. Even when he returned, he didn't look anywhere near 100%. He looked kind of slow uh, for what his talent 
us usually, you know, what you would expect from a guy that talented. So we don't know. And then we bring in Sean Payton, right? Sean Payton has had good running backs on his rosters, and he's utilized them uh, very highly. Obviously, Alvin Kamara's had good years, Mark Ingram. But one thing we do we do have to remember is he liked using the, the, the both. He liked mm-hmm. having a little bit of thunder and lightning. So if there is a another back that Sean Payton brings in, you know, by his own accord. So someone he signs, someone he drafts, that guy's going to get, uh, you know, a little bit of maybe not preferential treatment, but he's certainly going to get his fair shake in the playing time. And Javante coming off injury, you know, if he's not as talented as a Kamara or a Mark Ingram at his peak, is he as good as them on the fantasy gridiron? I don't know. I do think he's good, and I think he'll be very valuable as a fantasy asset and a good fantasy contributor. But give me Garrett Wilson here. I definitely want to get the big dog, Garrett Wilson. This next trade, trade number three, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna spark a little bit of conversation between the two of us because it's, it's exciting. It's really, yeah. really exciting. Yeah. These, va- the values on these players, man, uh, they've kind of just. They've kind of been crazy, so I'm really excited to dive in. And, of course, I'm bringing up one of the most polarizing guys in fantasy Mm. today, Mr. DeAndre. Empty out your entire bank if you're Jason Allwine in our auction draft swift. And Team A is acquiring him and sending away Debo Samuel, the Swiss Army Knife. Jay, what do you see here? What do you got? What are your initial thoughts when you see this one-for-one running back for receiver? Man, I honestly don't even really know where to begin on this one. You know, one-for-ones are i mean just difficult traits obviously you have to assume both of these people got what they needed team a needed a running back team b needed a wide receiver um that that's what i take away from it first and then i mean geez both of these players uh have the same i guess injury concerns yeah um and when healthy are some of the most fun football players to watch in the entire nfl uh Debo Samuel probably higher on that list. So choosing a side, that's going to be tough. I I think um, I think I might like that Debo Samuel side, but that's only because I'm I'm thinking pure ceiling. You know, mm-hmm. only pure ceiling, no concerns else. I think like Debo Samuel's best year is probably better than DeAndre Swift's best year, um, but it's definitely very close. You know, maybe you know, obviously, if you need the running back, you're going Swift. If you need the wide receiver, you're going Debo Samuel. You blow us away with some metrics. I know you've got some. Uh, you know I do. I mean, we, <laughs> yeah. we work for player profile. Only the best spot to get statistics in yeah. fantasy football and all of yeah. football, if you ask yeah. my opinion. And I am going to, when I look at this trade, I think I might look at it the exact opposite. I think this is the worst trade so far we've talked about. I think this is the I'm least fair. fair in favor of the Swift side. So team yeah, yeah, on yeah, your yeah, side yeah. here. I mean, he's four years younger. Like you said, there are similar yeah. injury concerns, but give me the younger guy. Give me the younger yeah, yeah, player. Yeah. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's been a sell candidate, uh, I think, of mine within the last couple of weeks. I'm going mm-hmm. to stick to that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how trustworthy he is. I mean, when you look at his entire profile, he just has that one outlier season. Uh, 2021, when he was wide receiver three, killed it that year. Absolutely killed it. Right. Is there going to be a situation when he can do that again? Not with Christian no. McCaffrey, George Kittle, no. Brandon Ayuk on that squad. And if it is Trey Lance, if it's not our boy Brock Purdy, if it is Trey Lance, we're talking about more rushes from the quarterback, more design plays with his legs. Uh, so I don't think that we will see that 20-point uh, a game performance like we did in 2020 from Debo. So I think this is a smash for Swift. Uh, and even so, 
Swift has his red flags. Obviously, the playing time was a concern this year, uh, or lack thereof, I should say. But when you look at his efficiency metrics, he still popped in a few key stats. 6.3 yards per touch. That's mm-hmm. the second best amongst qualified running backs. He had the fifth best breakaway run rate. He was number two in yards created per touch and number eight with an 8.4 production premium score. So the man could get it done. What he oh, yeah. needs now is a little bit more confidence uh, from his coaches that he can stay healthy, that he can handle the load. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's wheels up. And we're mm-hmm. getting to the end of his rookie contract. I think this will be the last year of his deal. His four-year deal coming in as a second-round pick. And if the Lions decide, you know what? Let's just do it, baby. Let's just get him cooking. Let's get him on the field. Let's get him those touches. Let's force-feed him everything that we can to really showcase this guy and let us know, you know, are we going to take another running back in 2024? Do we need to go a different route? So in this year and beyond, give me DeAndre Swift, and it's not really that close uh, for your boy. So I I really like that for, for Swift. So. Okay, that might be my least trade that is fair uh, so far in the segment. But let's see what the fourth one is, huh? Let's break down the fourth one. Again, it's another fun one filled with studs. The fourth trade is a two-for-two, a little two-two, a little two-for-two double up. Team A is acquiring the sun god Amon Ra St. Brown and Alexander Mattinson. And to get those two players, they were trading away Miles Sanders and Chris Godwin, this looks like the old tale. Do you want the top end asset or do you want the next two of the four? Jason, what do you see when you look at this two for two? I might be given my hottest take of the show. Are you ready? Wait, <clears throat> I'm ready. Let's do it. I think I might want Alexander Madison more than Miles Sanders. Whoa, that is a nice <laughs> the ball. Before we dive into the rest of the trade, why don't we dive into that? Why? Why are you uh what what appeal does Mattinson have over Sanders? I guess this is like 4D chess, you know, but Miles Sanders is gonna command more money, and I don't necessarily think he gets it. I think um I don't know, and I don't see him back on the Eagles either. I just don't I don't think Miles Sanders is going to end up in that good of a fantasy spot. And I you know, I, I think Alexander Madison just plainly being cheaper having more tread on the tire, cheaper in the fantasy market, cheaper in real life market also, and having more tread on the tire just from not having as much action. Uh, I I think, honestly, I I think he's a big sleeper um, in terms of free agent running backs this year. And and he's he's a good athlete, got some good metrics. It looks like you're pulling up. (laughs) Um, And I I don't know. I just think uh, this is one of those dart throws for me, but I I just like Alexander Madison going into this offseason. And I, I just, I'm, I, I really don't like Miles Sanders either. So, listen, I ain't putting my cape on and saving the man. He's he was a sell candidate for me last week. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. really know what he's going to be over the next two years, even in terms of his fantasy uh, value. But kind of what I'm picking, I think I'm kind of picking up what you're putting down here. Uh, and maybe I'll say it a different way. And if maybe I, if I'm wrong, let me know. But if we're on the same page, I think this is kind of how my brain interpreted what you're saying is uh, yeah. getting Mattinson now is getting a player whose value can go up. Getting Miles Sanders now is getting a player who at best his value stays the same, but could also plummet. Yeah. Where Madison, he's a throw-in in this deal. No doubt about it. This is your stereotypical, quintessential, give me the best player, here's the two and three, and then I'll take a, a, a player to balance it. Because yeah. Madison, all he really has right now is his you know appeal that he could go to a new team. Mm-hmm. You know, could the Vikings draft a rookie later in the draft, let Dalvin Cook go and sign Mattinson for cheap money, and he, all of a sudden he's kind of like a one-year 
maybe touchdown dependent straight line runner guy that can help you in fantasy. It's possible, but I kind of like that that way of thinking here. Uh, at first, I was kind of siding with the two assets because uh, I'm I am lockstep with the Podfather here. I still think that Godwin is super good and very quarterback friendly. They're looking like they'll probably go the veteran route. I don't see any of the top four quarterbacks being there for the Buccaneers in the first round. So do, do they bring in a Derek Carr? Do they bring in um, Jimmy Garoppolo? Or even like, I know this sounds crazy, but like a, like an Andy Dalton or a Jameson, uh, Jameson Winston, James Winston. Yeah. They're not world beaters. They're not going to carry five receivers, but could they keep Chris Godwin uh, being a, a top 25 uh you know, dynasty asset. Yeah, I think so. I do. I think so. So I liked the side on team side uh, B here. But after your analysis, you kind of swayed me there, Jay. You got it. Really? Yeah, Thanks. a little bit because now I've always, obviously, I love Amara St. Brown, 16.7 fantasy points a game, wide receiver 10 in that respect. He's now gone over a thousand yards on the season. He's averaged just under 100 catches per season in his first two. And he's still, you know, last year, his six receiving touchdowns is his career high. I still think there is some meat on that bone. I think he can get closer to 10 in a given season, given his skill set, given his ability to score in close or from far. So I obviously wanted Amon Ra with a bullet as the number one player in this deal. And now you've kind of talked up Madison enough that I think I'm going to take team A on this and get the best player in the deal and, and, and hope that Madison either gets into a situation that I can use him or yeah. just gets into a situ- situation in which his value inflates. It goes up enough that I could flip him because, you know, sometimes that's all we look for as, as fantasy managers is an opportunity to flip a guy when his value kind of skyrockets. I actually was talking about that uh, with someone in our discord. Uh, make sure you go to playerprofile.com slash chat, get in that discord. Cause we're talking. Yeah. Sports all day. Yeah. So we broke down four trades. First trade, Team A was getting Travis Etienne and J-Mo, Jameson Williams for Josh Jacobs, uh, Traylon Burks, and Evan Ingram. Trade two was Garrett Wilson for Javante Williams and Jameson Williams. Trade number three was the old swapperoo running back for wide receiver DeAndre Swift for Debo Samuel. And the fourth trade we talked about was Amon Ross St. Brown and Alexander Mattison for Miles Sanders and Chris Godwin. So everyone's dying to know, Jason. WTF. I think I've... I think I'll go with – it's between number one and two for me, but I, I think I'll lean number two. I liked the – I just like. Listen, the, if you're going to lean number two, do you go to the restroom. Go use Goodell's bathroom. He'll be doing that <laughs> in his chair, okay? Trade two. Trade two, okay. Yeah. okay. I was going to say, you're sitting in the man's chair. You know, you've been sneaking in his, in his, in his basement out for over a month. Don't be leaving this dude deuces, okay? Do that in the bathroom. Hey, what can I say? Yeah, maybe he deserves it. Maybe maybe if there's anyone in the football community that deserves a little deucey deuce in the basement, it's Mr. Goodell. It's so definitely Roger Goodell. So <laughs> trade number two is definitely close. It was probably my second fairest trade that we've talked about tonight. But I think trade number one was the most fair trade in my eyes. Uh, you know, we had young players going on both sides. You had good running backs on both sides, and there was a kicker to kind of balance it. I thought it was very, very fair, something that, you know, you could argue both sides, and I would probably be like, okay, you, you, you're making a good argument for either side. Now, what we like to do here at WTF on the Trade Gods is use one of the best tools in fantasy sports, and that's the Trade Analyzer. Jason, tell the fine folks listening what the Trade Analyzer is and why is it so damn sweet. Yeah, so it's one of our many fantastic tools on our website. 
Uh, it's included in our all-in package, and I believe it's Dynasty Deluxe if you just want that package. Um, mm-hmm. And essentially, I mean, it, it's got all the lifetime values for every player in the NFL. Uh, that at least means anything, and I'm pretty sure it's every player. Um, oh, yeah. Rookie oh, yeah. picks are valued. All mm-hmm. of this stuff is valued. Um, you could change your league size, your certain scoring formats, and, I mean, it'll it'll tell you what like what what each side of the trade is worth and uh, you know pick a side and it's it's a fantastic tool especially like if you're really close perhaps with a trade mm-hmm. partner and you know you, you have to like kind of back up your argument as to why your trade works like hey look player profiler thinks you win by a bazillion points dude like come on let's do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is definitely a, a selling tool in your negotiations yeah. i also love to use it because i think it just gives me a nice basis where I should be starting my trade talks. If I have an idea, I, I throw it in the trade analyzer, and if it's too much in the other team's favor or my favor, I, I, you know, I'll dial it in. I'll dial it up, kind of tighten it up before I send out that initial offer because you don't want to overpay if you don't have to, and you definitely don't want to come across as some sort of trade scumbag who's just offering you know garbage for superstars. So you want to be able to check it a little bit, get a nice little barometer, and that's where the trade analyzer is so key. So when I look at all four of these trades, pop them into the trade analyzer. Trade number one is the fairest trade. It gives the advantage to Team A, the team getting Travis Etienne and Jameson Williams, only for by about 27 lifetime value points. And when we're talking about values over 300, it's pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. Now, as far as trade number two, the one that you thought was the most fair, trade analyzer just goes, (laughs) Jason, what you smoking? Because this is not even the the least fair trade that we talked about tonight, according to trade analyzer. But... Let me say this to you, Jason. You looked at the notes, so I guess this is not a good surprise question, but maybe you forgot. Do you know what side won by almost 57 lifetime value points? Uh, Enlighten me. Enlighten me. I don't have them in front of me today. It was the J-Mo, J-Mo side. The J-Will, J-Will side. Jason Williams and Jameson Williams. Uh, Jason. Jameson Williams and Javante Williams. So you were right on picking that side, but I was right on the fairest trade. So that Interesting. Is why me and the trade analyzer are simpatico. I'm a cyborg, half human, half machine. But it's okay. It's okay. If you weren't able to pull off a trade like this in any of your leagues, don't worry. If you can't get Amon Ross St. Brown, because the person who rosters him is just the biggest St. Brown fan you ever could find, and you can't get him on your roster, don't even worry. Because all you have to do is go to Prediction Strike. Because Prediction Strike is where you can get players, and they treat them like stocks. You get him now, and his value goes up, boom, you can make more money. You get a new guy, and his, and his value goes down. Mm, you got to sell. You got to sell, 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 because you can't go down with the ship. I love Prediction Strike. Jason, do you love Prediction Strike? How great is Prediction Strike? Oh, it's the best way to buy stocks and players. It's just the best. Yeah, you, know, you just get some money. You know, if you can't get them in fantasy, get them on there, and you'll get them in you'll, your you'll portfolio. Be just as happy. You'll just be just as happy. <laughs> exactly. And, and unlike in most fantasy leagues, uh, they can make you money on a weekly yeah. basis. That value goes up. Cha-ching, cha-ching. You can get some value on Prediction Strike. And, ladies and gents, if you use the promo code UNDERWORLD, you can get a free player share with just a $20 deposit. So you throw in $20 on Prediction Strike, and boom, you can get yourself an Armand, Bra- Armand Ross St. Brown share. Boom, right off the bat. Boom, right in your portfolio. Boom, you're riding high. So you can look right at your league man and go, ha ha, sucker. You won't let me get him in our league, but 
Amon Ross share in the old portfolio. So if you want to get the prediction check right now and get yourself some St. Brown stock, use that promo code Underworld and get a free player share with a 20 deposit. Jason, we are going to go right into the buy and sell segment. What are we going to start with today? Buys or sells? Let's start with buys. Let's start with buys because I know you're upset about my sell. <laughs> Save it for the end. Stick around for that, folks. Time to buy and sell. All right. So we are buying. Jason's buying Kyler Murray. Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait to hear this. And I'm buying T. Higgins, the man, the myth, the legend. So, so Jay, why are you buying Kyler Murray? Was it that bike video? That helped for sure. But um, no, I mean, it's just. I, I decided to just pull right back into the bag of, you know, I, I'm just using the market this week and, you know, we're, we're out of the playoffs. We don't have to predict games. And I'm just looking at some players right now that I feel are low in their market, high in their market. And we'll talk about that later, but right now, Kyler Murray rock bottom in terms of value and probably can't get any lower um, unless he comes out and sucks, uh, which I just don't think would happen. So if you've ever wanted to get Kyler Murray, Now's your chance, regardless of if he's playing at all next season. Um, just get him. Just get him because you'll be happy you have him when he does return. So, you know, pull the trigger. I think he's still QB8 in our rankings, but I, I don't think uh, I don't think he necessarily costs that right now. I mean, I still think the concern – I mean, there are people out there who don't think he'll play at all. Some still think he might play like half the season. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone thinks he'll be ready for week one. So, I mean, you know. While while the while the waters are you know a little little cold and a little, little trepid, maybe go oh, get yourself Kyler word. Murray. Great word, yeah. Trepid, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic word. Uh, now let me ask you this though: Is the hiring of a defensive-minded head coach does that concern you at all? I mean, I, I guess so. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, what makes Kyler Murray so valuable is just he's a freak athlete, you know. So. Um, that might even help him having a guy who isn't an offensive mind uh, behind the whole thing. Just like, you know, Kyler, just go sling it. Good, good. Do what you can do. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more, you yeah. know, f- kind of formed, kind of, kind of controlled offense as opposed to backyard football that they let Kyler. Play. Yeah. So I could see where you're coming from that. I would be a little nervous uh, buying now because if there is a report, that he's going to miss the whole season. I think that is a, a another Fair. crater in value. But to your point, if that day doesn't come or we get more videos like we got with him on the bike, absolutely going ham. Yeah. You know, people might get a little bit more excited to get him. So it could drive the value to go up a bit. So, okay. All right. I like where your, head, your head's at. You got good logic behind it. Now, T. Higgins. I'm saying buy T. Higgins. I don't care that his price is high. I don't care that he's coming off of a 1,000-yard season, his second consecutive thousand yard season he played 17 games this year which is a career best for him Mm. i'm buying him now because i believe that you i don't i barring injury i think his value is pretty bulletproof um either the Bengals do something to kind of keep him around uh for the long haul or at least the intermediate haul uh and I think that would show all of us playing fantasy football that they have confidence that he's going to be an integral part of this uh, offense. And when you look at his true catch rate, top 10, uh, target accuracy, top 11, playing with Joe Burrow, who was the most accurate quarterback according to our accuracy rating in 2022, is fantastic. So I think if you're buying high, his value is going to stay there. Uh, he's playing with Joe Burrow. He's playing in a great offense. He's back-to-back 1,000 yards receiving. Um, and, yeah, is he the top seven or eight 
wide receiver in Dynasty uh, on the Bengals? Probably not. But could he settle into that top, you know, 15 to 18? For sure. For sure. He was tight end. Uh, wide receiver 626 this year on a points per game basis. Uh, but like I said, <laughs> everything you look for in receiver is in T. Higgins. And if he's traded, if he's dealt to a team to be that alpha in which that target share, which was outside of the top 40, that the air yard share that was outside of the top 35, those go up. I mean, we're talking about 1,400 receiving yards on the table, double-digit receiving yards on the table. And I think if he goes to a team where he is the unquestionable alpha, then you're looking at a top six wide receiver in Dynasty. So I am buying now. I don't care that the price is uh, higher than probably a lot of buy candidates at this time of the year because I think even if you're paying a, a pretty decent rate, a little bit of a hefty price tag, I don't think that his value will go down to the point where you, it really bites you. I think that he can, uh, uh, regardless, whether he goes to a new team or stays in the Bengals, I think he's going to give you a nice return on that trade. But I do want to bring another buy candidate, and I'm not going to talk about him as much as Higgins, but it's a lot of the similar reasons for Higgins because there's a a potential skyrocket. There's a launching pad potentially in this offseason for Higgins. Same thing could be said for my man Jacoby Myers. Now, country in the Discord, Dom and Sleeper, turn off this show now. I'm trying to trade him. I want I want Myers. I'm trying to trade for him. <laughs> I think that Myers at this point, that if he is the number one wide receiver free agent this year, the money will talk. Uh, and I think 80% of the Christian Kirk contract is absolutely realistic. You know, these publications now are starting to re- you know release their top free agents. And I've seen him not only as the top wide receiver on multiple uh, platforms. I've seen him as a top 10 overall free agent. So if the hype is going to start to build on a guy like Myers, a sure-handed player like Jacoby Myers, and then he lands somewhere with a more prolific passing attack, yeah. it's pretty impressive when you look at his last three seasons, 2020, 2021, and 2022, over 10 fantasy points per game. And in one of those seasons, he had zero touchdowns. In the following season, he only had two. So the yeah. fact that he's doing all this in an offense that – just isn't as high powered as you know we like in fantasy. If he goes to one of those and becomes this year's Christian Kirk, you are not getting him for what you're offering right now. So I'm trying to buy now whether you need a receiver or not, because even if you are not a huge fan of Myers, get him now. If that launching pad comes in this offseason, his value shoots up. You can flip him, you can keep him, you can do whatever you want. But I think now is the time to buy anything you'd like to add on Myers or T Higgins before we go into the vaunted sales section. Uh, I like them. I think you're absolutely right that this is at the very least the where T Higgins value would end up at the beginning of the season, whether he resigns or goes somewhere new. If he goes somewhere new, he's brought in to be a number one receiver and at four, he's brought in to be a compliment to a really good wide receiver one like he is on the Bengals. So I like that a lot. And I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jacoby Myers. You brought up the sure-handedness. He's just mm, he's just PPR one of those man. guys. He's just a reliable receiver. And, you know, I mean, he he's going to get paid for that and at least get, I don't know, seven targets a game some, wherever he goes, something like that. So I like it. I like both of those. And even if he goes back to the Patriots, they're going to have to either franchise tag him, pay him. They're going to have to prove that they want him around, and yeah. they're going to have to pay. For that, so I, I think that yeah. that is enough to give us confidence that he, he is someone that's going to stick around. And you know, Billy O'Brien in town, Mac Jones, hopefully can can come back to what we saw as a rookie. Yeah, 
That's what I like about Jacoby Myers. So let's move to the cells. Uh, I'll go first because I think yours is going to cause us to talk about some stuff. So our cell candidates, I'm selling Ramondre Stevenson, and you're selling <clears> – <throat> I'm not even going to say it. Just look at the screen, people. And if you're listening on the pod, it's CD Lamb. I. <laughs> All right. So let me go first. I'm going to get this out of the way so that the main event can take place. Uh, I'm selling Ramondre Stevenson because, uh, you know, he had a great season. 14.7 points per game, running back 10 in that regard. I don't think that ceiling will ever be reached again. Uh, Bill Belichick has not really used a running back like he used Stevenson in a long time. And when you look at his efficiency metrics, I don't know how effective he was all season long. You know, it's 5.2 yards per touch is outside of the top 15. He did evade a lot of tackles, and he did show that he can uh, create some yards. So uh, perhaps I'm giving him uh, a little bit of an unfair shake. Uh, but when I look at the true yards per carry at 4.6, again, that's outside of the top 15. He did get supported by a lot of catches. Fourth highest running back target rate, ran the sixth most running back routes, was seventh in receiving yards, and fourth amongst qualified running backs in receptions. I don't see that happening again. We heard at the East-West Shrine Bowl where Belichick and some of the coaches were coaching. They had asked to scout or to coach up the, the scat backs, the pass catching backs, and the big power backs all went to the Falcons guys. I think that shows that they do want to either bring somebody in or maybe they turn to Pierre Strong, who looked pretty explosive, especially in that Arizona Cardinals game. So if some of that target share gets taken away from Stevenson, if some of those some of that volume goes away, I think his value could crater. So I'm looking to sell now while people are still excited about him. You know, you're seeing him taken in rounds two and three of startups. So I'm trying to sell now. Why don't you go ahead and chime in about Ramondre? What are your thoughts on him before we get to my boy? Lamb. I do want to say I, I love Ramondre Stevenson uh, going back to his rookie preseason year, you know, when he was just scoring touchdowns at will. He was a preseason darling. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I love him. Uh, I really do. But I, I do agree. He's probably a sell. Um, you know, he's at a very high point in the market. And we historically haven't seen repetition from Patriots running backs in a long time. And we I mean, we just don't know what that team in general is going to look like. New offensive coordinator. Uh hopefully man you're a patriots fan I am. hopefully man a good wide receiver just like please <laughs> i don't know there. if they're capable of bringing in a wide receiver <laughs> but i will say this about uh, the the wide receiver selections i would rather belichick just not even take one in the draft I, it, it's so hard <laughs> as a fan to look at dk metcalf and then realize they took Nikhil harry or Sir George Pickens and realized it took Tyquan Thornton. It's just, can we stop it? I mean, come on. Stop trying to – just don't. Don't do it. What about, like, DeAndre Hopkins? He ain't coming to the Patriots. He's yeah, you're right. Patriots. It's too cold. He hates Bill O'Brien. He hates Bill you're right, O'Brien. You're right. You're right. He traded him for David Johnson. He ain't going to the Patriots, dude. He ain't. You're right. You're right. So Unless yeah. Tom Brady walks through that door, he ain't coming through that door. Yeah, and Tom Brady's only walking through the door if Mike Evans is also walking through the door. So, well, now you're starting to sell me on that reunion. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so yeah, you know, sell Ramondre. You you can do that. <laughs> All right, sir. <clears throat> the floor is yours. All right. So, uh, I'm not even gonna lie. You know, C.D. Lamb, someone. You know, I I wasn't completely sold on going into this year. And, you know, perhaps I'm not even still there if I'm selling him. But, I mean, he impressed me. And he had a great season. 
However, in terms of markets, in terms of trading players and when you want to do it, when they're wide receiver three and pretty much consensusly wide receiver three in any ranking, I mean, that's a time to sell. I, I ask you this question. Well, do you see a world where CeeDee Lamb is ever better than Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? No, but that's also like, do you ever expect any center to be taller than Yao Ming? Like, I don't know. Right, He's 7'6". Right. It's a pretty high bar to get over. Right. So that's what I'm saying. No, number three is as high as he can get. We're there. Yeah. We're there. And uh, so, I mean, you should explore selling players when they're at the top of their market. Um, you know, they'll, they'll probably at least have some sort of competition at the wide receiver position next year. It's not going to be Jalen Tolbert. Uh, he wasn't hopefully. told this year, though. I mean, I know, I'm just saying. And they like, paid Gallup. Gallup is not going anywhere. Right, right. And I mean, hopefully, he sees a little bit more volume. I don't know. It's you. You even you can even look at all of his 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 stats this year. He's not number three in any category on his player page, and he doesn't even have an above seventieth percentile in any of his workout metrics. His best thing is just yards per reception. So I, I mean, it's just like he's a good, efficient wide receiver, a great efficient wide receiver, but. You're telling me he's wide receiver three, and I could go get Garrett Wilson and Jamison Williams probably in a trade. I mean, I'm doing that. If I Garrett Wilson plus would be awesome. AJ Brown plus would be awesome. Devontae Smith plus would be awesome. And all of these are just options. DK Metcalf. Plus, you like, had to I, go there. You had to go yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, like all of these are just options. And I think, like, I mean, I think arguably any of those wide receivers could find themselves as wide receiver three in our dynasty rankings next season because there's so much ambiguity between two and three like jamar chase is so high above cd lamb justin jefferson is so high above cd lamb that number three is just what every other wide receiver is going to be trying to obtain next year and i i mean i I don't think it's going to be cd lamb i think we're going to see someone else there next year cd lamb hasn't even hit 24 years old yet he's coming (laughs) off of a 1359 yard receiving season he had nine receiving touchdowns yeah my man listen 2.44 yards per team pass attempt yards per route run 2.62 both of those are inside the top eight fourth in receptions sixth in receiving yards my man is a stud what are you doing so i'm just saying like dude like and bail around them you build around them no you don't down tier and get a little something something on top you know you keep this guy and you keep your foot on the damn gas and you keep pushing you go get garrett wilson and add him to cd lamb you don't sell cd lamb cd lamb is still he can still go up they get him another pass catcher that's only gonna help him out we've seen this time and time again when you could bring in a guy that can help on the outside a dude like that can wreak absolute havoc from the inside like cd lamb can Boom. I, you, I can't get behind selling him. And you almost had me. When you said DK plus on him. <laughs> oh, come on, man. And you know it's a good plus. You know it's a good plus. You, you but what's the plus, though? Tell me that. Try to sell DK me, Metcalf. Jason. DK Metcalf and 106. 106 is a super flex or 1QB? Let's say super flex. So we are talking probably possibly the wide receiver one in this class, DK for – Gee, okay, I guess at that point you are getting me to at least think about it because the assets are there. But do you really think you're getting the 106 in DK for for CD? I mean, it depends on the league, but I mean, I think so. I think you could do it. He's number three right now, and I mean, I'm talking like I just realistically seeing him fall to like wide receiver six, and that's still a a, a shift in value, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely a shift. And and one thing that you are saying that has to resonate is. 
he is not going to eclipse two or one. So the perception of his dynasty value probably won't go up and it would just maintain, uh, it would get concrete. But I do think that does, um, give you a, a, a limited time to buy because as yeah. he racks up, if he puts up another 1200, 1300 yard season, like it's just going to solidify his status in that three spot. And if you're looking at Jefferson chase and lamb and all three of them are, you know, you're locked in top three. I don't know. You, you're starting to get closer and closer. And you know me, I'm not selling chase. I'm not selling Jefferson. Those are the two guys that I just need to keep. CD lamb is not far off, but I mean, if you're telling me I can get the number one receiver in this class, which I think I'm a little bit higher on the top end receivers in this class than most. Um, so maybe you're starting to convince me there, but if you're telling me the plus is Javante Williams, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. I get it. I get that that's probably going to be poo-pooed by many of you dynasty snubs that just have all the answers, but I'm keeping my studs and building around them. And CeeDee Lamb going into his age 24 season. Yeah, that plus is – I mean, maybe that's a, maybe that's a, the, the theory. Everybody's got a plus. You know, everyone's got a price. Everyone's got a plus. You tell me DK plus, you know, the 102, you know, in one QB or – Brees yeah. Hall or Kenneth, you know, I mean, I can't be. It's high. I can be. It's high. It's high. It's up there, man. It really is. Man, Maybe I wish you had CD Lamb right. in the Invitational because I'd be coming out of hard. <laughs> I would just be coming for him. <laughs> Next week, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm selling Travis Kelsey just to see how angry you get. <laughs> Listen, sir, I will. <laughs> I'm starting to get a little angry right now. I'm just thinking about it. I'll tell you that right now. You tell if you come up with some logic to sell Kelsey, I'm <laughs> this, the, the following week's episode is gonna be called Trade God. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. <laughs> you know what? That you, you know what you just did? You I'm calling Roger. He's coming home early today. He's coming home early tonight. Your ass is grass, Jason. No, <laughs> Mr. Goodell, I'm out of here. I swear. All right, all right, let's wrap this show up before we continue to go off the rails. Jason's by candidates or bad candidate was Kyler Murray. I had T. Higgins and Jacoby Myers. And our cells for tonight were Ramondre Stevenson and <clears throat> someone you shouldn't sell CD Lamp. Uh, but that's that's it. That is episode 15 of the Trade Gods. Jason, it's your turn to plug your stuff, my brother. Where can people find you? Yep, at Roto One World on Instagram. Is going to be the easiest way, or also my Twitter at jfootballwine. I removed the underscore now, so we're just jfootballwine. Don't even have to Let's worry it. about it. We said later <laughs> underscore. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> Who needs it? Who Nobody. needs it? I, I didn't Nobody even need to put it in there. Why did Get I put it in there originally? <laughs> Having said that, if you have an underscore in your title, it's great. It's fantastic. Keep it. Yeah, yeah. We like your underscores. Jason says, out but um, yeah, so so J Football Line, Roto Wonder World Instagram, and of course here on Thursday nights in the Discord channel. Oh yeah, we got a lot of stuff brewing here. Player profiler, baby. We are going to the moon, and we ain't stopping there. We are going deep, deep into the outer space because Player Profile is here to stay, and we are going to continue to grow and kill it. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Medikiwum. I got 
videos coming out on profile underscore NFLC. There's still some names with you underscore. That's okay. We're okay with that. Got articles coming out at playerprofiler.com. Make sure you like and subscribe this video and all the videos on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. And join the Discord. If you're not there, absolutely get in there because we're talking football 24-7. We got trades going. Jason and I are in there. Cody's in there. Everybody from the Player Profiler universe is in there talking fantasy shout out to the boys in the trade god invitational and make sure you come back saturday if you're get if you're listening to this and it's after saturday then go back and check out the video because the game plan's coming at you and i got a very 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 special guest on this episode also cody and i will be doing a mock draft a rookie mock draft on friday night so absolutely check that out we're going to get those things cooking like i said player profile has got a ton in the works so you're definitely going to want to stick around and be a part of everything we have to offer he's jason i'm maddie kiwum we are the trade gods and we'll see you next week Peace.